0: that there are there are two animals that talk in the Torah one is of course atono shel bilam uh, bilam's ass I don't, know, I don't know exactly what an ass is but uh, it sounds like you know unimportant and of course the snake who spoke to Chava and explained to her what God really really meant uh, it's hard to compare these two events, although uh, everybody agrees that they are uh, extraordinary. It's not reasonable that, uh, that animals talk and give information that is of great significance. But it happened in those two cases, so I'd like to just take a closer look at those uh, two events. As far as Bilam's ass is concerned, uh, we know that the Chachamim, Chachamim declared, you know, that there were 10 things that were created ere Shabbat, and one of them, it's yeah. in the a Mishnah in Pirkei Avot, right? One of them was yeah. Pi Ha'atom, the, the, talking, the talking ass. So that is because, because there, there was even in the, not even, but in the minds of Chazal, there was this kind of problem about whether... God does things against nature. Whether I mean, there's a problem with, uh, with miracles. Like, how do you define, What is? Is there a limit to a miracle? Is there a limit to uh, the way God would do a miracle? Um, so piha aton, Pih was created erev Shabbat b'ena Shvashot to sort of tell us that uh, it wasn't extraordinary, it wasn't out of the ordinary, but that in fact, this atone was waiting for its, you know, walk on position in the Broadway play called Bilaam and and the Jewish people, right? So that it, it wasn't a miracle uh, that, um, that the atone was able to talk. It was rather that he was created that way, but he was just waiting for his spot in history. Uh, but really, the, the problem is not so much could God or did God make such a miracle, but why? Why couldn't uh, Bil'am get this information, whatever the information is, in a more uh, direct way? Why couldn't the angel who is standing in the way of Bil'am tell Bil'am what it is he's supposed to be doing instead of playing having a play between the the, the donkey and the, the maloch and the, and the place and and it, it all becomes kind of difficult to understand and i don't know what the what the obvious if there is an obvious answer to these questions but i think it'll help us to learn the psukim with rashi right we'll learn the psukim with rashi so Bilam got up. Remember that first Bila, they came to Bilam and they said, do it. And he said, I can't do it. They said, do it. And he said, I can only do what God tells me to do. But we understand, understand that Bilam was angling for the job. He wanted the job. He wanted to get whatever rewards Balak had promised him. And he was not... Um, he was not going to give in. He was not going to go give in on that. Uh, so he got up. Um, are you looking for someone? No. Are you at the right place? I hope so. <laughs> so take a sheet, you want to go to, to yeah, study? Yeah. You want to study Chumash, you're in the right place? Okay, so in any event, in any event, Bilam got up in the morning and he saddled his uh, donkey, and Rashi says, I never could understand this Rashi, but Rashi says, Right? Hate uh, uh, ruins everything. If you really hate, you're gonna act uh, in a hateful way, even in, uh, in minor uh, things. Shechavashu he saddled his donkey by himself. And then he says, because the Rasha doesn't want you to ask the question, he says, Amar Kodesh Baruch Hu, Rasha, Avraham Rasha, you know, he says to, to uh, Bilam, you Rasha, uh, this was, this trick was already done by Avraham avihem, the Amar. So what, what do we say? Uh, what do we say about Abraham, That he wanted to do the mitzvah. He wanted to do the mitzvah of listening to God. And therefore he got up early in the morning and he saddled his chamur. What do we say about Bilam? That because he wanted to contradict God, he was a Rasha, he wanted to work against God, so he, uh, he got up early in the morning. So you see that, according to Rashi, love and hate produce the same result, right? Love is Avraham Avinu, love God, and love what God told him to do, and hate is, is Billah, but it looks the same. It looks the same. Rashi is trying to teach us that you can't always tell. You have to look beyond. If a person is enthusiastic about what he's doing, that's not enough. You have to uh, see carefully what he was enthusiastic about. Okay, Pasuk Bet. Vayichar af elokim malach Hashem lo. So here, this is something we don't understand exactly. Uh, at least, when I say we don't understand it, it's only humility on my part. What I mean is that I don't understand it. That, that God seems to play a secondary role. Vayichar elokim. You know, when God got angry at B'nai Yisrael, that was it you know, B'nai Yisrael were punished summarily here but that doesn't stop him he's he keeps going he he keeps uh, and Malach Hashem means an angel that was sent by God is sent in order to kind of mess up his his idea (laughs) V'hu rochev al-atono shnei naravimo. Shnei who else had shnei Rabimo? Avram Avinu, right? He also have shnei narim. So this is like a little annoying that Bilam is, you know, literarily, like he keeps pulling us back to Avram Avinu. I mean, uh, how could you make any comparison between the two of them? Rashi ki Ra'asha ha'davar rab ra makom he, uh, uh, Bilam saw that God was unhappy about this and he decided and he decided to go. with like he desired to go. I mean that was the kind of he, whatever he could do to annoy God, that's what he chose. That's what he chose uh, to do. The <laughs> Satan lo, the Malach was there. The Satan lo, I mean the word Satan is like uh, obviously not a common word. Uh, That's you, uh, you know to uh, to use as an obstacle. The Satan lo to be an obstacle in his way. Malach shorachamim haya. He was a merciful angel. So, what does Rashi say that that uh, the Malach? is an independent actor you known as god god is angry and the malach shows up in order to modify billow's behavior to mitigate him make him more acceptable to god that he said so i just go go back and everything will be fine uh that's with Lo. low shnei imo rashi mikan Okay. In other words, Rashi doesn't know exactly, doesn't know why the Torah says Arab Imot. I mean let's imagine Rashi sitting there and asking that question. Why do I have to know that shnei imo? So Rashi, Rashi has this trick that he uses whenever he has, not whenever, but often when there is a si- problem of simple interpretation, like why, why do you need this information? Why do you need this information? So Rashi, when he can, uh, uh, will claim that it has something to do with a moral principle or an ethical position. Right? It doesn't have anything to do with the story per se, but it's important for us for some other reason. So that's what the Ne'arav what should they not ravimo means we learn from this that when you go out and you travel, a you have two people go together and then they they can take care of uh of each other right vishameh zeh etzeh pasukav gimel pasukav gimel vateh rehatonit malach hasheh mitzav baderk mitzav means standing tall and straight v'charbo shlufa v'yado i don't know where he got a hera from is that like the like standard equipment for malachim? They all have Haravim. but but obviously the malach wanted to scare Bilam. So obviously there's something in the, the play here that's got kind of awry. It's got got unstuck. Because the Malach, the Malach according to Rashi, wanted to help out Bilam, Wanted to modify Bilam's behavior so that he won't be the, the subject of God's ire. But what was the point if Bilob doesn't see him? I mean, I mean all of a sudden the aton uh, becomes Bilum. In In other words, you would expect I would expect that this story would make sense if Bilam saw the angel trying to stop him from moving along. And it doesn't make any sense to say that the Aton saw uh, uh, Bilam uh, saw the angel with the harbol fabiado with the sword in his hand, that doesn't make any sense, or, or what's, the, what's the Aton got to do with this? What does the aton have to do with this whole story? Okay, he's riding on an aton. He's riding along, going to wherever he's going. But why is it that the aton sees and and Bilam doesn't see? So this may be the key to the story, because after all, prophecy and seeing are synonymous terms in Hebrew, right? Raah, <laughs> chaza. Right, those are words that are often applied to to prophecy, and in this story that we are like learning, in the story that we are learning, what's happening is that there's a role reversal between Bilam, who no longer sees, who no longer sees, and the Atone, who is like a very lowly animal, you know has a lot of personality problems that doesn't quite make it in the world at all. You know, you don't even have atone races or atone jumps, or can you imagine Queen Elizabeth, uh, you know, growing atonote? You can't imagine it, you can't imagine it. So the atone is a lot. so here's a story. Here's a story about Philip. And Billam doesn't realize, of course, doesn't realize what's happened to him. That that the vision belongs to the aton, and Bilam gets it entirely wrong. And this is one of the one of the features that the Rambam talks about. He talks about prophecy in the Bara Nevuchim. He also talks about prophecy in the Yadah HaZakah uh, I guess the Rambam thought that the Rambam thought prophecy was important because he felt. He felt that uh, that Torah, Torah was really the result of prophecy, and that uh, and that everybody potentially had that uh, could become a prophet, and because everybody potentially could become a prophet, somehow that validated the Torah, the existence of the Torah, and the ongoing uh, rule of Torah. And even though he doesn't say this, he doesn't say this. But later, uh, like the Nevi Shachayim, you know, they say that uh, the, the Nevi Shachayim writes this. Listen to this. Uh, he says, you know, people. He thought that learning Torah was very important. Gemara Rashi Tosfos. That's what learning Torah means, according to the, according to the Nevi right? We Gemara Rashi Tosfos. Make no mistake about it. No mistake about it, you couldn't just learn uh, the Rambam. You had to learn Gemara. Like, like uh, it became the norm, right? Learning Gemara, uh, but that was even before the Nebuchadnezzar but learning Gemara became the norm for whatever reason. I mean, you can make any claim for that you want, but there's no doubt, there's no doubt that in Yeshivot today, let's say what they call in Israel Lithuanian Yeshivas or Yeshivot Kedoshot, by the way, all of the Dati umi Yeshivot are Yeshivot Kadoshot, except that they go to the army, which makes them less Kadosh. But in terms of the curriculum, there's no difference really between the more modern Dati L'Umi Yeshivot and the old style Yeshivot. They all focus on Gemara Rashi Etosu. Now, the the, uh, the uh, Nevshehaim says, "Well, what about chidushim? People in yeshivot are encouraged to say novel things, to say things that have not been said before, uh, to kind of connect things in a novel way. I mean, that's that's called uh, lamdanut." that you're able not only to know the material, but you're able to say something creative about it. So the, the Nebuchadnezzar asks, sort of asks, doesn't really ask, but it's, the question is implied. So the Nebuchadnezzar says, so if learning Torah is about getting close to God, which is what he opines, right? That's the whole point of the, of the book, that you learn Torah, you come close to God, Well, how could it be that the Torah you just invented brings you close to God? To which he answers, not only does the Torah bring you that you invented brings you closer to God, but if you assume uh, this is like you know uh, a kind of a way of thinking about things that God is takel baraito bara alma, that somehow the Torah was they usually say in English a blueprint for creation. You know you know what that might mean? I, mean, I don't know what it means, but, but you know, you get the idea that there's a Torah, and there's God, and God wants to create the world, so he looks into the Torah to see how to create the world, right? So this novel idea that you came up with 3,000, 5,000 years after the world was created, so God looks at that novel idea and adds a little creation to the world. How does that sound? You know, you, know, you know, in, in, in other words, there's, there's no limit. There's no limit to this idea that Talmud Torah is the greatest of the greatest. Right? It, it even implies that you can affect heaven and the creation of the world by the Torah that you are inventing, by the Torah that you're inventing. How did I get to the Nebuchadnezzar? What? 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 You were talking about the Rambam. And the Rambam, the Rambam said, said about the result of prophecy. The what? What? Torah was the product of prophecy. prophecy. And that prophecy was very important. Yeah. Rambam said, And you were talking no, about I, the, I, So that idea, the, the Rambam, prophecy the Prophecy ra- Right, thank you. The Rambam is like an anchor for this idea about prophecy. Uh, uh, not that he's the only one or the first one or anything else, but he's the anchor because it became the Rambam became the Rambam, and so you know everybody knows everybody knows that prophecy is very important and and that not only is it in other words it's not only true that we receive the Torah through prophecy but it's true according to the Nevi'im that because we're all prophets. We can invent Torah, and when we invent the Torah, God looks down and smiles at us. It says in the Zohar that God kisses the person who, its as though God kisses the person who invented the Torah and uses that Torah to build another part of the world. Okay, in the Zohar, they talk about a rakia. you know, rakia. Rakia is a word that Kabbalists like a lot because nobody knows what it is, right? So, so you can't go wrong. Right, whatever you say. So not only is there a rakia, but there are a lot of rakias. You know, there's a lot of since the rakia you can't really see it. You can't really see the rakia which divides the upper from the lower. Right, so you could have a lot of rakias since you can't see them. So, uh, so this is what it is. So God makes another rakia. Which includes the the world as you have formulated with your chidushet Torah. So what I mean is, I mean is that, that here you see that Bilam was robbed. Bilam was robbed of his uh, prophetic ability. He he couldn't see. He couldn't see. You can't be a prophet if you don't if you don't see. And so pasuk gimel pasuk gimel. Do we do pasuk of gimel? Vatera, right? So now we're up to pasuk. Oh, charboshu shlofa biado. I didn't do the Rashi. Vatera aton vehu lora he Bilam did not see. Shnatana Kadosh Baruch Hu reshut lebeimah lirotiyotem in haadam. That's the point. Shemitol sheishvodat titarevta atokish sheyirema zikin. Okay, Rashi gives an answer, a different answer that I give, but uh, but Rashi makes the point. Rachel makes the point that the animals saw and that, that Bilaam did not see. Bilaam did not see. And I say, I see that it means Bilaam was demoted. He was no longer, Bilaam was no longer prophet, because a prophet is somebody who sees. He may not see all the time. He may not be in a prophetic uh, stupor always and every moment, but well, if you have the atom and if you have Bilam, and you have a Malach, and Billam doesn't see it, so you could imagine that he is no longer, <coughs> he is no longer <coughs> a prophet. His sword, the, the Malach is holding the sword. You see this idea? Amar, I guess the angel. Rashaze, he put down his weapon. After all, the nations of the world, how do they fight each other? They by the sword. And he was coming against B'nai Yisrael with his mouth, which is what B'nai Yisrael are good at. They don't mean just I'm talking, but they mean like what Rashi means is Amal HaTorah, right? They're able, B'nai Yisrael was able to bring the Torah into the world by sitting and learning, by talking to each other about the Torah. And that was their special ability and talent. Afani et shalom I will chap his weigh the sword and come with the sword so that that again again you have uh, uh this idea that bilam bilam recognized the fact that b'nei yisrael that they had a special strength in their mouths because they were uh, a Torah, they were students of the Torah, they were speaking words of the Torah, and so he came with his mouth to beat them, but the story is that the aton, uh, uh, we'll see in a second, the aton takes away the mouth as well, first he took away the eyes, right, the eyes of the prophet, and then along comes the aton, along comes the aton, but there are aton and Right, I'm sorry. Pasuk, pasuk kafeh. Let's do pasuk kafeh, kafeh, kafeh. Vatera atonet malach Hashem v'telchatzalakir v'telchatzodreikol bilam elakir. V'yosef lahakota. In other words, something, something happens that is very reasonable for the aton. The aton sees the malach and is frightened, so he does something reasonable. He pushes along to the side; doesn't want to move forward. But for Bilam. Bilam, this is unreasonable behavior. This is not the way a a standard issue aton is supposed to act. Is supposed to be very placid and friendly. So Rashi said, "Vatil chatz yatzma, vatil achetsa dacharim v'dragle bilam." Okay, pasuk kavav, kavav. By Yosef Malach Hashem Avor, by Yamod be'makom Tsar, Asher ein derel yaminu small. That's pasuk pasuk kavav that the Malach the Malach uh, stopped at another place, tried to prevent them from moving along. The Pasuk Chavav, Rashi. You say, Malach Hashem avor l'avor od lefanav lahaloch l'yot lefanav makovach. He went, uh, 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 he moved ahead, in order to stop him in another, in another place. Kimo, hu avar l'f'anahem. U'madrash ha'gadah, yesh chuma. Medrash HaGadah Tanhuma, Tanchuma, you know, is one of the Medrashe Agadah on the Hamishah Chumshei Torah, Tanchuma. Tanchuma is the name of a, uh, uh, of a Tana, right, Rabbi Tanchuma. Uh, and that's, it's parallel to the Medrash Rabbah. right? Medrash Rabbah is on Hamishah Chumshei Torah and the Bikilot, and the Tanhuma is on the Hamishah Chumshei the medrash rabba because it's called rabba is bigger than the Tankuma. but rashi knew both of those medrashim right the medrash rabba the medrash tanchuma Baalpeh, and he was able to recall them uh, you know at all times he says medrash agadai yesh b'shalosh simanei avot all right so you know that the medrash is looking always looking for rimazim, you know, sort of like uh, uh, why is it that the Torah had to tell us that the, that the uh, malach w- assumed a position, three different positions, I mean, why did the Torah have to tell us that, it's all the same story, so though no, like somehow it goes back to Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov without, ex- without explaining explaining it, Pasuk Kavzayin Kavzayin okay so here it's here is I like the continuation of the story. The atom sees and Bilam doesn't see. <coughs> then okay? So again, again you have this transformation. Who speaks? Who has something to say? Who is the one who is going to pass on information to whom? It's the Aton to Bil'am. It doesn't matter. What we spoke about at the beginning, it's true. Chazal say that this aton pre-existed, the creation, and so it wasn't a miracle. Okay, it doesn't you know, that's fine. But what is exactly going on? What is going on? Zay Galim, you see regalim. So Rashi of course says Ramazlo, Atama Keshla Kor Umaha Khogege, Shaloshrigalim Shah, you're going to undo the people who are going to celebrate three Sri Galim Bashana. It's worth 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 thinking about what rashi what rashi actually means like what was the what was the, the idea what was the idea that the aton said to um uh, to uh, uh Bil'am? It, it was the aton is is a prophet what, what do we say there's no regalim yet nobody going to yushalayim no one is confronting God on Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuos. So that the aton, according to Rashi, is prophesying. It's saying that you, you don't know who you're dealing with. Which means, you're not a prophet. You're supposed to be able to see. You're supposed to be able to choose your enemies. You're supposed to be able to go on the path that, that, that is possible. Not on a path that is impossible, but that's what Shalosh that's what the Shalosh uh, Regalim. Again, Pesuk Haftet, Vayomet B'lam Laton, "Kill out of be." Lo Yesh Cherub Yadik, Yata Haratich. So, like you know, the people with uh, <coughs> with literary sense, right? What happened? I mean, he said, "Lo Yesh Cherub Yadik," because it shows he's totally out of it. B'lam, who had a Cherub The Malach. The Malach, and so by saying, yesh it's like Bilam is saying, boy, I really don't know what's going on. You know, like, if he would have, you know, he would have said something else. Say, I, I, I'm, care, I'm going to beat you. And he says, no, he says, like, like Bilaam is admitting or announcing that he doesn't know, he doesn't know at all what is is going on. Pasuk lamed v'tomer aton el Bilaam halo anokhi atoncha. So what does the aton say to Bilam? What does the Aton say to Bilam? What does the Aton say? Haskani Skanth, you see the Rashi, Kitagumo, and then there are other Psughirabu Tanya Darshu. Mikraze Badumara, Umrelei Maitama, Lora Khafta Asusya, O Malahimbarativa, Shaddai lebechulei, ki deitum ha-sechet avodah zara. it was, why didn't you ride on a horse? You could have, you said, no, it's hotter in the water. Is hot. So, what is this Pasuk? Look at the Pasuk again. Vayom no alay yom is that? What is it that the Aton is saying? This is not a prophecy. What is the aton saying? The aton is saying to Bilaam, you know, even if you're not a prophet, and even if you don't see what I see, and even if you don't know that the malach is standing there with a, with a, with a sword, and all you are is a balaboth but still, you should have realized that there was something wrong. Because, did I ever do this to you? The, the donkey says, did I ever do this to you? Did I ever endanger you in this way? So that that the, the donkey is saying to bilam you bilam you bilam you can't see you bilam you can't talk and you bilam as rashi said right know, you see the first rashi since you are driven by hate the hate of of, of the people that you're going to curse you're not even able to make a reasonable, simple deduction. Not prophecy. A reasonable deduction. That's what the atone speaking says to Bill <coughs> to, Uh to, to Hashem uh, et is that? Uh, right, Pasuk Hashem, Bygal Hashem ite nebilav byav malach Hashem itzav v'nab v'chabo shlofav bi'adov bi'ikod bi'yistachavu la'apav. Byikod bi'yistachavu la'apav. Bygal Hashem. Bygal is a is a is a word that describes prophecy, right? not as often as ra'ah or chaza, but also means means prophecy. So suddenly it's like like Hakadosh Baruch Hu turned on the television. Click. Here it is. Like this is what you really see. What you're missing out on. What you didn't know about. He gets the whole thing. And he bowed down. Realizing. Realizing that he'd been totally mistaken. Right? He didn't see correctly. He didn't speak correctly. He didn't think correctly. Right? All of these things are part of the story of Bilam. And the and the aton, okay. Lamed bays satan So now again the malach talks, but the malach is not talking in a friendly way. You know there is there is an example of a malach uh, having something to do with prophecy, right? You know that the Rambam. In the Morin Ruchim, the Rambam divides prophecy into levels. The higher kind of prophecy, the highest prophecy, is prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu, and then the other prophets sort of divide up. The lowest level of prophecy, according to the Rambam, is the prophecy of Daniel. Remember Daniel. Daniel was in uh, in Babylonia. You know Daniel and his friends. But he had he had a certain so The book of Daniel has mysterious prophecies in it. There is a prophecy, but we don't know exactly what that prophecy means. Uh, so that Daniel was a prophet who received prophecy, but did not understand the prophecy that he, uh, that he received. Above the prophecy of Daniel, right from the bottom, we start from the bottom up, but the, the next, the, the one above Daniel is the prophecy of Zechariah. Right, remember Zechariah, Chagai Zechariah Malachi, Sof Nebuah, the last three prophets that Am Yisrael had, you know, of of prophetic name, like the word prophecy is used in different ways, but we're talking about prophecy that makes a prophet, person into a prophet, so Zechariah, Zechariah had a prophecy, had prophecy. He received information from heaven, but didn't understand what it meant and then there was a malach there was an angel who explained to zechariah to to, to zechariah what the prophecy was so that prophecy the prophecy of zechariah is considered to be the second from the bottom right he received prophecy but he didn't understand the prophecy that he received here you have something similar because even even the prophecy, even by Yehovah Hashem, they ne'bi lam. By Yad Malach Hashem, the Sabbath there, Chavos Shlufa bi'adovei. He called him Shalom Lapa. Basuk lamed. By Yomai lamed Malach Hashem. Almai kei tzedatom chazeshaloshikol. He didn't understand. He still didn't understand. He bilam. The raya is that the the prophet has to explain it. That Malach has to explain it to him. No, he's like the Malach of of, uh, of Zechariah, even though, even though there, there, there's no, nothing to explain. I mean, once you see the Malach standing there with the sword, you understand. But he explains it to him, right? Uh, wa uta right so again gab utha harakti rashi will i not the i try I skip the rashis which are just about language or words um uh, gam utha harakti rayzer mikram is saras rashi has this idea of a mikram is saras gam arakti otcha. Right, in other words, Rashi says that, the, that in, in the Chumash Hebrew, the reasonable word order is not always maintained. But in order to understand it, understand the phrase, you have to move the words around. The Rashi, thought, Rashi thought that that was reasonable. He doesn't say, oh, it's a mikra mesorah, so there must be some hidden meaning here. Uh, I mean they are they're, they're famous ones which I just can't I, they don't want to come out of my head right now I'm sure that when I'm talking about something else I'll, uh, oh remember that? in Bishalach right our Boral says to Moshe Rabbeinu and says to B'nai Israel, here's the man everybody takes as much man as they need and on friday you take twice as much It's for friday and shabbos right that's what so if you took too much man you like didn't trust the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu about the man but you started hoarding it hoarding the man thinking that maybe tomorrow there wouldn't be any so uh, what happened to that man was that it, it turned bad it became rancid you weren't able to uh, So. The, the Torah describes that as Tolaim Vayivash. Those are the words that are used. It became wormy and it became um uh, unpleasant somehow. Vayyarom Tolaim Vayyivash. So everybody says there's something wrong because Vayivash because before, when you're like when well, you're is a very advanced kind of mess. Like if you leave the meat out of you in the in the heat, just sitting outside on your porch or something, it'll become rancid before it becomes wormy. At least that's I mean, not that I know, nothing like that ever happened in my house. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's what all the all the before should say, that the pasuk should have said. Uh, so some, some of us should say, oh, so you see, it was a miracle. That was the point. But Rashi says, no, just move the words around. still it, you know, you say the word, it should really be uh, Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll say it that way. Rashi is not bothered. In a manner similar to the fact that Rashi is not bothered by al muharmatara, right? Right, not bothered by chronological development. Right? So Rashi is also not bothered by Sarseyu Parsheyu, that you have to switch the order of the words around. <coughs> you can make a little bit something out of that, but uh, uh, okay, so where where am I now? So you see, you see that Bilam still doesn't get it, right? Imra beinecha ashuvali. If if this is the wrong thing, if you think this is the wrong, well of course he thinks it's the wrong thing. What's he doing there with a sword and, and, and stopping him for the donkey from moving forward? But he, he doesn't think that... Uh, so Rashi says, in Rabbi Nech you see the second line in Pasuk Lamedalet, Rashi, Latris This is like an, a, an overt statement against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, "You know, God told me I could go, and you, the malach, are coming to deny that." Right? That that, uh, sometimes God says something and the malach changes it. Uh, it's all right. I, I don't want to get into this. This is a, this is a good Rashi. Too good for right now. Right. That's the end. One more pasuk. By Malach Hashem El Bilam Lechem Anashim. References to the verse. The bear Lechotoded the bear. Balak. So you understand that this was the issue. Lechem Anashim. Rashi. See Rashi. But the verse Adam Morcet Lechbo Molichim Oto. A person is allowed to go the way he wants to go, even if it seems like a bad idea. Lechem anashim imachem min ha'olam. All right. So, I mean, I think that that's the story. I think that that's the story of Bilam and the, and the Aton. The story of Bilam and the Aton is that Bilam was robbed of, I mean, everything was taken away from him. Right? He couldn't see, he couldn't speak, and he couldn't think rationally. And it was uh, in those conditions that Bilam became a conduit for God's bracha to B'nai Yisrael and to other nations as well. Those Bilams ceased to be An independent actor he was not able he wasn't even able to avoid saying the prophecy that God sort of like gave him he couldn't avoid it he could only say he had no will he was left with no will uh, but he was an evil person the fact of the matter is as you see in the parish of Balak that Bilam won Bilaam won because at the end he figured out that it wasn't through bracha and klala that he would be able to subdue B'nai Yisrael but it was through getting the Midianite women to kind of infiltrate the camp of Israel and they did that and they did and they wrecked havoc with uh, so that the, the, the aton disappears from the story and and Bilam becomes an atom. He's only able to follow instructions. That's that's who he's he, he is. He is no longer the Bilam who saw, who spoke, who thought. All of that is gone. And he becomes he becomes the atom that he was riding off into the into the desert. The brachot and the klalot or the brachot that he gave. As prophecy were, had nothing to do with his own will. He was unable, he was unable to even speak his mind at all. And, uh, and uh, so, so that's the story of the Aton. There's a picture of the Aton here on the back of the sheet. But I want to just say one thing. Uh, the Nachash, you see if you turn the page, the pasuk says The the snake, was Arum. Room. Arum, room. Rashi, Why does the Torah start telling us about this? Ayalo God not Ra'otam arumim, v'oskim betashmish, lane kol, v'nit ave lo. Okay, there's some kind of story about the nachash, why did the nachash wanted to mess things up. What is the, the next rashi? Arum mikol chayatas arum. Lefe armato ve gedulato, ayat aitam mapa Arum mikol, arum mikol. So that's uh, uh again if you look at pasukiyut dalet you see the the end of the column vayoma shemil kimel anach this is the punishment that the nachash receives Kiasita zot aru ata mikol ba'imah mikol chayat shadai agrechonchat elech vafat uchol kol yeme chayav jo aru veva ashit Benha of Ben Aisha, Benzar, Benzar, Ah, Uy Sumharosh, Vatata Shufenu, a cave. So, what does Rashi say? The Rashi above. The Rashi above. Arumiko. Uh, Lefi or Mato, Ugudulato, Aitam Mapalato. Arumiko. 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 What does the, the punishment of the snake have to do with whatever the snake did? So I, I, just, want, I, I just wanted to point out that it seems to me, you know, we all, people, the Jews have long agreed that we have free will. They haven't always agreed about what that means. But the Ramban, for example, says we have the free will to accept the Torah, to reject the Torah. Like I don't, I don't have the free will to become a concert violinist. Even though for some time my mother, Zichronel, the Lebracha, thought that I did. I'm not sure what the basis of that thinking might have been. But there's no doubt it was misplaced. So, so you have free will of certain things. But you don't have free will about everything. And there are many things that you have to accept. You have to be able to accept yourself. In order to have free will, in order to have free will, God in the world, God, God created the world, he had to create certain kind of features of, uh, of human existence. So one of them was anava, humility. It says in the pasun, naseh adam b'tzalmein Right? Remember, let us make man. Let us make man. And so, the Mephoshim all ask, "Who's the we? Who's the us? Who's us?" And so the us is by the heavenly court. So <coughs> God had to talk to the heavenly court about making, about making uh, uh, man. God wanted to create man, so God created man. So the Rashi says, "Av an To it is the humility of God that is represented in this pursuit. That God said, but <laughs> he didn't have to say, nah, said. he could have said, we're making, I'm making man, I am making man. What is that we are making man? So of course, the way I understood that, or I think it should be understood, is not that God is humble, Rather that God did this in the creation of man to create humility. To create humility. We know about it because we have to understand that humility is a great, a great human trait. Humility is a great human trait. We have Moshe Rabbeinu writing, on Adam, I mean, etc. Now there's another human trait. There's another human trait. Arun, a deceitful, the ability to misrepresent things, which is apparently necessary for free will. If you, if you cannot create a mistaken impression, then you can't do the wrong thing. If you only know the right thing to do, then you can't do the wrong thing. So what God created, mind. God created Ormah. He put it into the Nachash. He put it into the Nachash hoping that that the Nachash would not be able to affect (coughs) Adam and Chava with the Ormah. But he did. The Nachash said. What was the argument of the Nachash? When God said, don't do this, he didn't mean don't do this, he meant it meant uh, it's okay to do. this, nothing bad will happen, right? In other words, the nachash said uh, unacceptable pshat in God's words, and that is what created, was was created the free will, the free will that we have, the free will to to think badly about things, to mess up. Uh, what we're, supposed to, what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to be doing. And we hope that we're able to correct it. You know, people think badly, but then after time, after time, things, uh, things work out, like in science. Science is a good example. A lot of false starts, but eventually, science is usually able to correct itself, to resolve its, uh, its issues. So that's what arma is. Arma is the bad shot, and, and other menchava fell for it, and that proved that they were infected by they were infected by free will and then eva ashit eva ashit no one that the punishment for the snake was for the was that there wouldn't be any relationship between the snake in the future and people right the orma that was inherited by other mechava was that limited arma That had to do only with that with that case. So even though I'm sure uh, uh, I've uh, maybe spoken too briefly about the nakash, what I think we see, what we think we see, is that sometimes uh, as either a literary or a real device, right? That is, the Rambam says that the aton never happened. That it's all like you know, the Rambam was l- like that. Whatever something. In the Torah, it didn't make sense. He said it was imaginary. One of the things, one of the things that the Rabbah liked to do, or he felt very confident about, that there were things that were just not reasonable as far as he was concerned. So they were imaginary, which made sense to him because his understanding of philosophy included imagination. Imagination was a big was a big uh, subject. So you see that the aton. I think that in the play about Bilam, right, the play about Bilam, we see that uh, Bilam lost in, in this process, he lost everything that he had that made him special, right? Remember the Medrash says that uh, God allowed Bilam to be a prophet so that the nations of the world wouldn't say, well, if we had a prophet, we would be uh, very good people, but he lost it and they lost it and bolak lost it because bolak was fighting for Bilam to be the old Bilam and the, and with the Nachash with the nachash, the Nachash speaking was that he was able to create a situation with the Ora the O this kind of bad shot and things became part of the tradition that we live with. We're always fighting against the wrong shot and trying to get a more reasonable kind of shot. Okay, have a good Shabbos.